2: Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, brought to you by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm Jake Litarsky, your host, joined today by John McKechnie. If you'd like to give us a follow on Twitter, you can follow John at Johnny JohnnyMcKex. You can follow me at JakeSki52. Johnny, get things going. Last night, I want to mention a little interesting anecdote. I had John Lester in a daily lineup. But I also needed some salary relief, and I ended up going with Tommy Joseph of the Phillies at first base. Now, Lester threw eight scoreless. They took him out, and in the ninth, Joseph Homer. So that worked out well for me. But typically, that's not something you want to do in daily formats. What are your thoughts about maybe using hitters against against your pitcher in that scenario?
1: I think, you know, kind of now that you've you've mentioned it, I, I've, I'm a little bit warming up to the idea of it because in FanDuel, you can, your pitcher can can have like a really high whip during an outing and not necessarily give up a ton of runs and with that you know you could have him face one batter or two batters uh and that in that opposing lineup have them in yours and they can get on base as much as they want. If they don't really come around to score, it's not going to really count against your pitcher, though. So it's actually not the worst uh, strategy. You know, it, it, you don't want to stack, obviously, because that would just be kind of counterintuitive. But yeah, one or two guys, especially if you need some salary cap relief, a guy like Joseph who who has a lot of upside. You know, I think he was a smart play last night. Obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what? I I think of it this way. My rule of thumb with that
2: is the hitter that I'm going to use. Should be under three thousand dollars on FanDuel. That's the way I'm going to think about it. Because if you're paying, you know, you're paying up for a hitter, really the only way that you can hit value with the hitter at a high price like that is to have, you know, multi hit, multi runner RBI games, and that's damaging to your pitcher. But if it's like a twenty two hundred dollar punt play, all they really need is maybe ten points. I mean, ten points is essentially hitting value at that price point, exactly. So, uh, you can get that with the bullpen later on in the game. Or even if a a runner gets on, steals a base, and is left stranded, then you've hit value already. So I think it's definitely not recommended or advised in most situations, but it surely isn't as frowned upon as much as it's been in seasons past or as much as it is in formats that take away points for hits and walks. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you can have your pitcher walk eight over six scoreless innings, and it's it's a crappy outing, but it doesn't really matter. You still get your points there, so no penalty. Mm -hmm. Something to think on. Heading into Tuesday's slate of games, we've got 16 games on the slate here. Uh, of course, that is due to the doubleheader between the Pirates and the Mets last night. Mats and um, and Nice Oops. got got postponed, and they're getting moved to 4:05 Eastern Time today. There are still some scattered showers there, though. So, but hey, regardless, that's not really on any FanDuel slates this evening. There is the night game, though. Mm-hmm. But uh, to start things off, let's get, go ahead and talk about some cash game pitches. We're looking at our safe options today. John and the top tier is interesting there's guys that have had their fair share of struggles back and forth maybe not as safe with my air quotes here as you would think for a cash game but your top tier Zach Grinke 10,300 against Matt Moore and the Rays Cole Hamels ten thousand against Dallas Keuchel and the Astros, or of course, uh, I guess there's Jacob Degrom here nine thousand eight hundred against the Pirates and Nicasio. That's the uh, second leg of the doubleheader there. So, John, are you dipping into this top tier? Are you going to kind of go to the next tier because we've got in the next tier we've got Aaron Sanchez at nine thousand, Kyle Hendricks eighty five hundred, Joe Ross eighty four hundred, and Adam Conley at eighty three hundred. Uh, where are you uh, looking for your cash games today, John?
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a little bit with the with the cheaper option here cuz I, I was taking a look at both Granky and Hamels um both this i mean especially Granky against a, a sort of Uh, Boomer bust, uh, Tampa Bay lineup. He he was definitely worth consideration early on, but uh, his home splits are are terrible this year, so I'm Mm -hmm. I'm avoiding him like the plague. Uh, Hamels also has been pretty bad at home, and he's facing a really potent Houston lineup. I know Houston kind of tends to have issues against the Rangers, but I'm still kind of going to hold off there. I'm going to go with Adam Conley of the Marlins at 8,300 on the road, so, I mean, probably not going to have a ton of high ownership because you generally don't love... Uh, guys going on the road, but uh, he's going against the Twins. Uh, the Twins just have a lot of uh, deficiencies in their lineup. Uh, they're one of the worst teams against left handed pitching in general this year. They have the second fewest runs off of lefties this season. They're in the bottom five in terms of OPS against left handers. And Conley's actually been pretty awesome on the road. He, he's got a 2.93 ERA over 30 innings. So you know i don't love the these top tier guys tonight so like the cash game strategy is a little bit different from what we usually kind of target but I think Conley has enough factors going in his favor to where I'm, I'm comfortable using him in a cash game format
2: yeah I like where you're going with that especially the twins in the last 30 days striking out at a 23.7% rate so that is always uh, good to see in terms of a pitcher like Conley maybe bringing some strikeout upside to the mix mm-hmm. uh, for my cash game pick I'm also staying away from that top tier I really like your reasoning behind those guys I wouldn't touch Grinky at Chase Field even though he's kind of been getting back on track lately and Hamels and DeGrom are there but they're just not quite as safe as I'd like them to be for a pitcher at that price point so uh, I'm going to go to kind of your tier as well I'm going to go ahead and pick Kyle Hendricks at 8,500 I'm going back to the Cubs well after Lester's spectacular performance last night now Hendricks he of course is at Philadelphia it's another road pitcher but the Cubs are still minus 192 road favorites oh the last goodness. time I looked. I mean, of course, yeah, you've got the best team in baseball here, I guess, record-wise. And, uh, and I mean, the Cubs are surely going to give him plenty of run support, especially with the Phillies sending Jared Eichoff to the mound. So that should help the win percentage a little bit. Right. And then, of course, you've got Hendricks. There's some history here. Now, maybe the Phillies—you can look at this both ways. Okay, the Phillies have seen him once— Or Hendricks has seen the Phillies once and dominated because that's exactly what happened on May 28th. He tallied 57 fantasy points in that effort against the Phillies. So there's a big potential for upside there uh, given that $8,500 price point. And hey, you save almost two grand from the top tier options. Uh, What's there not to like there?
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that's de- definitely going to the Cubs well is, uh, it's never a bad idea, especially when you when you can kind of get one on the cheap, like Hendricks, uh, tonight going against a Phillies team that, mm-hmm. you know, I think I like the way that they've kind of constructed themselves moving forward. But as it stands right now, um, uh, not the most competitive team in baseball, obviously. So I think the win percentage is really high there. Uh, so I think that's a really smart play for cash games. Yeah, Hendricks was a guy that I tried to purchase
2: in my season long auctions because of win total, and that was the exact thing I had in mind. I know he's got a decent cut fastball, and he may, maybe not isn't going to rack up a ton of Ks, but uh, win total, and that's going to be the case again from a DFS perspective Tuesday night. Well, let's move on to hitters, John. We'll kind of break it down position by position. There's a lot of good hitters on the matchup. Typically, when there aren't many aces on the slate, there's possibly a day to uh, make some big-time profits on hitters. So let's start with the catcher spot, John. Who are you looking at on Tuesday?
1: i 'm going to go out to arizona i 'm going to go with Wellington Castillo of the Diamondbacks at twenty seven hundred Now his price is down to a much more affordable tier than it has been for a lot of the season some Some of the times he's been like the highest price catcher on the slate i don 't love him when he 's up there, but uh at twenty seven hundred that 's a really solid price for him uh, he's got a three twenty one average with a one point oh seven OPS against lefties and he's facing Matt Moore who hasn't been sharp against lefties or righties this season. Uh so I definitely like the matchup there. And then uh Moore actually has a 6.3 ERA on the road this season with it with a whip just under 2. So I mean not only is he do, does Castillo draw like the platoon split advantage, he also gets the fact that uh Moore just struggles on the road and I I just think that Moore is sort of uh I don't know if he's damaged goods for the rest of his career or anything, but this season I'm totally selling off on him. So uh, Castillo, 2,700.
2: Yeah, all those Diamondbacks are going to be in play, especially those right-handers. I mean, I mean, you look at daily projections for more, they don't look good. The ERA, even the fit. I mean, the fit brings down the ERA a little bit, but it's still just below five, and the strikeouts just aren't really enough to make up for all of that. So Uh, Yeah, you're right. I'm staying away from obviously staying away from using more Mm -hmm. uh, as as a pitcher, especially in a one pitcher format like Fanduel. You just you simply can't have your pitcher get blown up and expect to make money on Fanduel. But I'm also looking at pretty much every Diamondbacks right hander because they're all going to be in consideration. And outside of Castillo and Goldschmidt, we might even find some cheap options too for salary relief if that's the well you need to go to. Mm -hmm. Catching wise. I'm heading over to your Orioles, John, because I really like what Matt Weeders can do against your your Darno Ventura. The career numbers are good. Um, I mean, Ventura just hasn't quite been able to. Uh, I mean, Ventura's worse than what his numbers say. His ex-f- yeah. ex-fip way out does his ERA, and I think uh, at Camden Yards, I mean, this is one of the higher over unders on the slate, despite some. I mean, they're big-name pitchers who have definitely underperformed. You've got Giordano Ventura and Ubaldo Jimenez tonight over under 9.5. I think you want to get a piece of that game one way or another, and Weeders at 3,100 is a great way to do it, especially if you're not trying to pay up for, like, Gaddis, the top-price catcher on the slate tonight. I also... Our partners over at Inside Edge really like Russell Martin to have a good game at 2800 They have him as one of the highest catchers in terms of value, and I can see that very much. He's got a platoon matchup against Matt Boyd and the Tigers. So if you're looking to save a little money there, but I mean Castillo he's cheaper than both of those, so you absolutely have to consider that. Uh, now, you want to head back to the Diamondbacks game for your first baseman here? Is uh, is is your boy back?
1: Yeah, I'm feeling it, man. Goldschmidt, uh, I mean, yesterday he was criminally underpriced at 3400 and FanDuel's kind of uh, caught back up to that. Uh, they, they have him now at 4000 which makes him one of the more pricey options at first base, but that's what you expect from a guy like Paul Goldschmidt. And, I mean, he's a in his career, he just mashes his left-handers uh, with ridiculous uh, slash line of 333, 445, 579, lifetime against lefties, and his his uh, slash line this year against lefties hasn't been all that good, so I think that there's a chance that we're, we're going to start to see him progress to the mean, to progress to where he usually sits against left-handers, and also, I mean, the floor is really high here as well. His walk rate at 20.8%, I mean, that's that's pretty unbelievable, so you, you know that he's going to be getting on base at least a couple times regardless, and I think, you know, like we've said, Moore is a guy to target uh, right-handers against, and Goldschmidt's probably the best of that. That bunch mm-hmm. yeah Chris and I kind of mentioned this
2: yesterday how uh, Goldschmidt is often given the green light to steal even which is something we don't mm-hmm. even see so with that walk rate helping his on base percentage he doesn't necessarily have to be mashing home runs to give you a, a very productive fantasy outing. Exactly. And I think the reason he was 3,400 yesterday was just because he was facing Chris Archer, mm-hmm. a much tougher uh, pitching matchup. And FanDuel usually does a pretty good job of uh, adjusting their prices based on matchups. So, I mean, 600 is a, quite a big swing for one day. You don't see that very often. Sure. But I understand where they're coming from with Goldie. That being said, I second your opinion 100% here. I think Goldie at 4000 is as chalk as it gets. Um, I, I really do think that he's in line for a big game, and he, it might cost you not having him in the lineup tonight. However, if you find yourself in need of salary relief, if you have this crazy gut feeling about Granke and you need to use him tonight and you need to save some money, maybe you could roll with Freddie Freeman 2900 he's got a platoon matchup against Colin Ray mm-hmm. and I you know I typically stay away from Braves especially Freeman's burned me so many times this season yeah. <laughs> he's almost in Prince fielder camp as far as me thinking like <laughs> wow he's so cheap I better use him oh you know <laughs> <No> that, <wonder. laughs> that ain't gonna work that ain't gonna work so um you know I, I do say that hesitantly. But at the same time, I think on paper, Freeman has a good matchup and he could save you a little bit of money while providing power potential from the first base position. What about second base? John, uh, who do you got here today?
1: Well, last week I went with a middle infielder that uh, had a lefty-lefty matchup in Didi Gregoris, and it worked out. Okay, if, if I remember correctly, and I'm going to go back to that well again uh, tonight. Twenty eight hundred dollars for Roofnet O'Dor of the Rangers going against Dallas Keichel. and you know this is a situation where generally you avoid lefty lefty matchups uh, when you're when you're picking your hitters. But O'Dor's actually been uh, better against uh, southpaws in terms of uh, average. He's hitting three ten against uh, lefties as opposed to two, just two fifty seven against righties. His power production definitely is more in play when it when he's facing right-handers but uh, he's he's still got that 310 average so you like his chances of uh, slapping a few base hits and he's only 2800 so he's actually cheaper than his teammate uh, jerks and profar and he's going against keichel who struggles on the road Uh, he's got an era just under six so i I think that uh, the rangers are going to get to keichel and they're going to get to him early and often and i I definitely want a piece of odor and only at 2800 you know i think there's a lot of upside here And FanDuel had added again. They're making us choose between Profar and Odor. (laughs) And, I
2: mean, they're both, Profar's been leading off, so there's a little bit of upside due to that. And Profar's 3000 So, I mean, when two players are that close and have such a great matchup and you have to pick between the two of them, I can see going with the option that's $200 left. Odor actually outscored Profar by just a little bit Monday night. I think there's a decent chance he does so. Excuse me again on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, for second base, I had a really tough time finding value behind a guy uh, outside of O'Dor. So it's a position that I'm going to pay up for today. I'm going to go with either Daniel Murphy at 4,200 against Matt Latos. I think that's uh, pretty chalky. Can't go wrong there. But almost even better than that, I'm a big fan of Robinson Cano at 3,800 against Cody Anderson uh, for the Indians. I mean, Anderson is essentially. Uh, he's been a quad A starter this year. He's back right. and forth. He's struggled when he's been up, but he's just one of their options that can start games, so he's being used. And I think both Robinson Cano and Kyle Seeger are going to be in play here, both pretty expensive options, so you're going to have to get crafty with your pitchers if you're going to go that route. But I think for me, it's a day if you're not using Odor, who I think will probably have the highest ownership percentage. But if you have a gut feeling against him, if you think Dallas Keuchel is going to force all these ground outs, then you might have to pay up for second base if you're going to get some reasonable points here. Uh, What about the hot corner, though, John? You've got an interesting play here that I kind of like. Would you like to share?
1: Yes. I'm going to go with Justin Turner of the Dodgers at 2700 at home against Colorado and He's facing off against uh, a guy in Eddie Butler who's been, kind of like you mentioned uh, with with Cody Anderson this year, he's just been a a so-so pitcher at best on the season. And Turner has a lifetime mark of eight for 11 with three extra base hits and zero strikeouts against Butler. So you know that Turner just sees the ball extremely well coming out of Butler's hands. He knows what's coming and he can put the bat on the ball for sure. Uh, Last night, uh, Turner hit out of the leadoff spot, which was kind of interesting. He doesn't really profile it as your typical leadoff guy and he he kind of went he went over four so you there is some risk here I'm not sure if if Roberts is gonna is gonna stick with that lineup or if he's gonna move Turner back to like the three spot where he's been uh more often this year but either way I think Turner's gonna be hitting in a favorable position in the lineup and he's going against a a guy in, in Butler that I think he can definitely take advantage of and at 2700 I mean that's a lot of value right there yeah, I mean the 0 for four was against Tyler Chatwood, and Tyler Chatwood's obviously quite a bit different than he's Eddie awesome Butler. on the road. Chatwood, really awesome. I
2: mean Chatwood's been reasonable at home. I mean his his wins above replacement this year. I heard him talking about that on TV the other day. That his his war is going to be huge, just to what he's been able to do with Coors Coors Field being his home ball, ballpark. So, right. Uh, but but Eddie Butler, completely different guy. And the thing is, is after an O for. 0 for Turner's price probably got knocked out by knocked down by a couple hundred dollars so if Roberts trusts him to lead off again I think he is going to be pretty close to a lock I mean usually third base you want to secure some safe power in there so a lot of people are going to be looking towards top options such as Evan Longoria 4100 Nolan Arenado 4100 Josh Donaldson who has been slumping a little bit at Mm -hmm. 4000 here and then you got Matt Carpenter against John Lamb at 3900 which is, is decent, but there is the lefty-lefty there. Right. Um, me personally, I'm going to give A-Rod a shot tonight. All right. I can't help it. Uh, 3400 I think, is a decent price. Uh, I mean, it's not... It's not a must-play price, but I think it's very reasonable. He had a pretty decent series in Baltimore, and he gets a solid gold matchup against David Huff and the Angels tonight. I had to look up who the heck that was at first for <laughs> yeah. a second, but he's a lefty. A-Rod should be able to take advantage of the platoon matchup. I mean, the Yanks—they don't have to share. They're 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 really struggling for offense these days, so A-Rod should be batting in the third or fourth spot in the batting order. I think so, rightfully so. And uh, I think at 3,400, he has the potential to go yard once, maybe twice. Who knows? Uh, but I like him at third base tonight. And, I mean, people, I think his price might be a little bit higher than what his performance has dictated. So that might also have people backing off on the ownership. That's true. But in this case, I think it's a, it's a good time to uh, turn back the clock with A-Rod tonight.
1: Yeah, I think there's actually, that that game is sneakily going to have some, some good uh, mm-hmm. plays tonight. And I think A-Rod is definitely one of them against sort of a, yeah question mark at pitcher to to be there.
2: Yeah, somehow the over/under on that game didn't make it into double digits. It's just that nine, one of the higher ones on the day, nonetheless. But I think there'll be a lot of runs and a lot of stack options there. Yep. What about shortstop, John? You had a play that I looked at the guy's price and it surprised me a lot. Can you elaborate on that for me? Yeah,
1: I was really surprised by this too. It, it, it became a no-brainer when, once I you know looked into it a little bit. It's Trevor Story. He's only thirty-one hundred and he's going against uh Julio Urias. And I think we're both in agreement that Urias is going to figure things out eventually. And he's going to be a very good pitcher. But as of right now, uh, he hasn't figured it out yet. And I'm not sure that uh, a start against the Rockies is where that, that jumping off point is. So I think story, you know, he should be priced way over over thirty one hundred. He, he's got so much pop potential. He draws the lefty righty matchup. Uh, he's an equal opportunity masher. He he can he can uh, you know belt it away from Coors Field just kind of like teammate Nolan Arenado. He's not just a product of Coors Field. Uh, he's got ten of his sixteen dingers away from Coors Field actually. So it, more more home runs on the road. So I think you know. 3100 you could do a lot worse than Trevor Story tonight against you know a guy like Urias that still you know has some question marks about pitching at this level. I love that term John equal opportunity master. That describes Trevor Story
2: very well <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty much looking at their price. I don't know what happened that got him so cheap. He homered yesterday, I believe. Yep. I'm pretty much locking him in today because I can understand if you want to go with maybe Jonathan VR or Corey Seager, but you're going to pay 3800 or 4100 respectively for those players. Mm-hmm. You're not going to find a better quote-unquote value than Story on Tuesday. So he's going to be kind of locked in as my shortstop here. Right on. Heading to the outfield, though, John, there's a lot of good plays on the slate today. A lot of mid-tier type uh, players that uh, if you're trying to construct a balance lineup for a cash game, uh, you can go to it. I mean, I'm not necessarily... Looking towards the highest price guys, the bets and the and the Harpers and those uh, and the Bautistas and Trouts of the world, but there's some pretty good mid-tier options. You want to give me a few, John?
1: Yeah, you really don't have to go and dip into like the 4,000 uh, end of the pool tonight in order to find some really good outfielders, in my opinion. Uh, my first guy is going to be Lorenzo Kane of the Royals at 3,100, going against Baltimore and Ubaldo Jimenez. And yes, I am an Orioles fan, but I'm also a realist when it comes to the flaws with that team. And Ubaldo is about as glaring as any of those flaws can be now I watched Ubaldo last week against the Red Sox obviously the Red Sox are about as potent of a lineup as you're going to find but I mean for him to be staked to a four-run lead and then all of a sudden it's gone in in the span of two batters that that kind of speaks to the sort of volatility that he has and the ability for other teams to figure him out pretty quickly and and make him pay for it so Kane he's a guy that that's gone 8 for 17 against Ubaldo. He's going to be hitting number 3 in the order in what I imagine is going to be a pretty high scoring game like we mentioned. So, I think Kane 3100 is definitely an, an interesting play and uh, yeah, like 3100 very cheap for for that sort of uh production upside. And then following that up, I'm going to go with Cole Calhoun. He's a little more expensive than than you'd think he'd be at 3900. Uh but you know the Angels' offense has actually been pretty solid of late, despite not really having a ton of names beside the Trout's and the Pujols's. But uh, they, they had the fifth most runs in baseball in May, actually, which it, which was really surprising to me. And Calhoun's actually been killer on the road. He, he slashes, uh, or he hits 375 with a 1.004 OPS away from Angel Stadium, and he's going to draw the platoon matchup against Michael Pineda. And Pineda, uh, I think our guy Chris List likes to call him Michael Pineda, because uh, <laughs> he gets uh, just hit around all the time. I mean, at home, he has a 7.48 ERA with nine home runs allowed and a three. 3- 33 batting average against when he's facing lefties. So there are just so many factors going in Calhoun's favor. I really, really like that play tonight. And then uh, Ryan Rua 3,000 is just a good like mid-tier guy. You can always kind of lock him in against a left-handed uh, pitcher. I think he, he's hitting like 385 against left-handers this year. I, I, so I imagine he'll be in the lineup tonight. Uh, probably Closer to the bottom third of the order, unfortunately, but you know, facing a guy like Keichel, uh that that is shaky on the road, shaky against uh right handers, I think Rua at three K is kind of a nice uh like kind of where I'm tra- trying to draw the bottom line here for, for my outfield. There's three thousand is probably my, my lowest I'm gonna go.
2: Yeah, I like all of those plays, John. I have a hard time arguing with any of them, especially Lorenzo Kane. I'm really high on him tonight. Uh, I think at thirty one hundred the price is just Way too low, and he's got a great matchup, and he gets to do it at Camden Yards. I think he's he's probably due for a multi-homer game, at the very least a multi-hit game. Oh yeah, and has a absolutely solid opportunity to return value there at thirty-one hundred. I also want to throw out Stephen Piscotti at thirty-six hundred. He's been mashing lefties this year, and he gets John Lamb at the hitter friendly Great American ballpark. Gotta I love think that. There's a lot of factors going in his favor there. Also, want to throw out Marcel Ozuna at 3,300. He's been using those Barry Bonds bats lately, and it's been paying <laughs> off. He gets, uh, he does have to go to target field, but gets left-hander
1: Pat Dean. Is that like a country artist or, or a pitcher? Like I think it's a,
2: Yeah, it's a mixture of like Billy Dean and Pat. Uh, Pat
1: Green. Pat Green. There we go.
2: Here we go. And there, so there's something like that. But we got a lefty here that uh, Ozuna can clearly line up and match. So those are, like I said, I'm not going over 4,000 with any outfielders today just because there are so many attractive options in the middle tier. Exactly. exactly. So that being said, you got to pick a chalk play for the day. One guy, if you make five lineups, he's in all five. Who is that player going to be for you, John?
1: I mean, Goldie's always a great bet for for your chalk play, especially, I mean, at home against a shaky left-hander, you really love that, but I'm kind of the pounding the table for Cole Calhoun. Like He's a guy that I feel like doesn't get quite enough attention. He hits in a really favorable part of that lineup, facing Pineda. Uh, he's a left-handed bat in Yankee Stadium. That short porch looking really attractive to me, so I'm, I'm going to go with Goldie and Calhoun as sort of my chalk. Combo plays of the day.
2: All right, and if you haven't guessed it yet, my guy is Lorenzo Cain. I'm gonna, I just, there's so much value to be had there, and I'm gonna be all over that this evening because at 3100, it doesn't matter what pitcher you use; he'll be fit into any lineups here. Uh, So let's see. We've got over unders that are pretty big. Three games have a nine and a half. Uh, You got the Royals, Jordano Ventura. At the Orioles, Waldo Jimenez, nine and a half. Aaron Sanchez and the Jays against Matt Boyd and the Tigers, nine and a half. Mike Leake and the Cardinals against John Lamb and the Reds, nine and a half. I think we hit a few options in just about all of those uh, games here. Also, of course, you got the Angels and David Huff against the Yankees. And Michael Yada over under nine <laughs> on
1: that Um So let's see. Out of all those, do you have a favorite stack here? I think Angels against Pineda is is a very interesting one for me, just because you know, like I've mentioned, the Angels uh, don't get a ton of pub really outside of you know your Trout's and so on. So I think that they're going to be able to to put up some sneaky value tonight. Like the Rangers a little bit against Keuchel as well, and then Arizona right-handers against Matt Moore. I think all those uh, stacks. If you you want to get a piece of Each and every one of those, especially if you're making multiple lineups, you want to make sure that you're you're kind of building your lineups around those uh, uh, components. So I'm going to go with uh, Angels, Rangers, and Arizona righties. I'm going to go ahead and go after those Yanks, if only because
2: it's a cheaper stack because of how many injuries and whatnot they're dealing with lately. Right. And uh, maybe a little bit lower ownership. So I think that game needs to be hit on in your lineups in one way or another. Got to have some sort of share. Of, of the Yankees or the Angels here. Well, MLB season is here, and that means Daily Fantasy Baseball is back. Go to FanDuel.com to play now. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1, so anyone can play. John, before we wrap things up here got to go with some tournament flyers some cheap pitching options there is uh, no shortage of cheap pitching options tonight with good reason here but do any of those stand out to you
1: oh man i feel like we're, we're a bit of uh victims of our own format here where we got to do the tournament strategy but i mean i think both of us can can admit that we're we're not in in love with either of our picks here for the tournament plays i'm gonna go with Zach Davies, sixty five hundred of the Brewers at home against against Oakland. So I don't love this pick, but Davies is coming off like a shockingly dominant outing against the Cardinals, where he had eight shutout innings with nine strikeouts against the Cards. That's, uh, I mean, you you'll rarely find an ace doing that to that Cardinals lineup. So for for a guy like Davies, a guy who's probably like my size uh just be, being able to shut them down like that very impressive and then you look at the matchup Oakland has a bottom tier OPS against righties and they're just a middling offense on the road in general. I know uh Miller Park is pretty hitter friendly, but uh I don't know that A's lineup doesn't scare me a whole lot unless it's like really clicking. You know, the the Valencias, the Chris Davis's of the world, they can go so ice cold. And so you have that working for you. And then Davies is also going to have the advantage of what I imagine will be uh, a ton of run support going against Sean Uh He's a left-hander, uh, so that means that those those power righty Brewer bats you know Braun, Carter, Lucroy they're going to be mashing tonight and I mean Manaya just has a bad track record on the on the road in general so I think Davies at least has like a bit of that win upside that you look for and you don't usually find that with Brewers pitchers but I'm going to go with that 6500. Hey I mean Brewers minus
2: 118 favorites in this game and with an over under eight and a half despite all the factors in play mm-hmm. so I think Vegas seems to like Davies to continue the streak that he's been on and I can certainly agree with that. Um, My pick though, if I'm going to do a punt play at pitcher, I'm going to do a super punt play. At right on. At this point, I'm going to go with Colin Ray for 5300 Now, I know someone probably wants to reach through their their radio right now and smack me because <laughs> it's Colin Ray. But just hear me out quick. There's There are reasons for it. Uh, first off, he gets the Braves and Aaron Blair. And two things that are great about that, the Braves are the worst offensive team in baseball, mm-hmm. period. Hands down, there's no question about that. Nobody can really argue me that. You can maybe argue over specific stretches, but season to date, Worst offensive team is the Braves, without with little doubt. Oh, yeah. And then you've got the Padres, minus 146 favorites. Over and under on the game is just eight, despite how terrible the pitching is. And they get, it's a home game at Petco. So those things are all going in colin Ray's favor not necessarily picking him because i like his skills i more or less like the circumstances exactly and then if you use colin Ray, you pretty much get any hitter you want you can do a cano Seeger stack if you'd like and you can do both of those guys and also get weeders mookie betts steven piscotti and paul goldschmidt in your lineup dang so you could uh you know, of course you'll have to make some sacrifices around that but you if you you can almost pick handpick your hitters and get the highest priced guys regardless so uh There's value to be had in that, especially on a slate that's generally light on pitching. If there aren't really any good standout pitching performances, then maybe you want to go this route, at least if you're in a GPP cash games, I'd probably avoid that strategy. Right. All right, well, let's wrap up with the weather watch. As of 1.30 p.m. Eastern, the only one really on the radar is game one of the Mets and Pirates looking at scattered showers or thunderstorms there. So that could cause delays, probably unlikely to get postponed. So it looks like they're going to try to get through that game. Mm Mm-hmm both games one way or another here exactly all right well thank you for listening to the rotowire daily fantasy baseball podcast brought to you by fanduel the leader in one day fantasy sports remember that first time fanduel users that make a deposit of 25 or more via rotowire can get six months of complimentary access otherwise to check out rotowire.com on your own just go to rotowire.com slash pod that's rotowire.com slash pod once again i'm jake latarski uh you can find me on twitter at jakeski 52 and I'm John McKechnie. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny McKex. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast will return Wednesday. I'll actually be subbing in for Benny Riccardi, so it'll be me and James Seltzer tomorrow. Thank you for listening.